Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Takeaway Club where I talk to interesting people across different walks of life to get to know their stories and more importantly how they got to where they are including their motivations, habits, routines and aspirations some of which we can apply to our own lives. Hey everyone, in today's episode, I have the person behind one of the hottest tech startups in India in recent months. Over the last few weeks, we have all heard about Oslash or watched that amazing campaign video which has made most of us go, you know, shut up and take my money. As a marketer and storyteller at heart, I love every little detail about the Oslash story and wanted to hear more about it and understand what goes on behind the scenes. Um, from the brains behind everything we have been seeing. So today I have Ankit Pansari, founder and CEO at Oslash. Hey Ankit, thank you for taking the time to be here. Hi Krishna, thank you very much for inviting me. So as I just said in the introduction, it's been very hard to ignore Oslash and for all the right reasons. I'm super excited to understand where you are in terms of building out the product and what your vision is, etc. But before we get there, I want to rewind the clock a little bit and uh, start off with a time early in your career. Of course, you were at Zoho for several years, right at the start of your journey. Um, what is it about the Zoho environment that you believe attracts individuals like you, this entrepreneurial spirit? Or is it something like, you know, once you go there, everything about Zoho molds people into taking that leap more confidently? I mean, like so back in the days right 2013 14 if someone wanted to work in a good saas company or a software product company you didn't have that many options right freshworks was one year old zoho was prob uh, if you if anyone followed the product ecosystem zoho was probably the largest software product company and for me it was actually coincidence you know i was working uh, for an isro project and just right next to my campus, Zoho acquired a large campus, right? And uh, and in those days, I was picking up programming and I was coding on Salesforce. And I accidentally ended up meeting uh, Shailesh, who is the CTO of Zoho, in in a Zoholics conference in Bangalore, right? We had a conference in Bangalore. And, uh, you know, I was telling him about how I'm programming on Salesforce. And he was like, you know, Zoho also has a similar product. Uh, you know, you should look into this. And I met Haider Nizam, who was my product manager, uh, who was my manager and who was my boss, who was director of product management at Soho. And, uh, you know, we talked for like hours about how, you know, this pod should be built. And then he ended up hiring me. So it was pretty accidental. I, I want to say it was planned, but I don't think it was that planned. It just happened right place, right time. Can you recall any time when you were at Zoho and quite possibly thinking, you know, one day I'm going to go out and become one of the Zoho mafia companies? or was whatever happened in the next uh, steps in your journey, just uh, happy accidents? I mean, I always, so before Zoho also I had a company we used to provide, you know, uh, telecommunication API services like SMS and voice, like how you get OTP in your phone to universities. So I'm talking like 2013, you know, and if anyone was part of Anna University, you know, if you had taken an exam on Anna University College, any SMS you'd have received, you'd have received from us. So we had pretty some large clients, but it was still like a very one-man shop. Right? It was just me trying to do everything. That time I didn't have the vision or the exposure 
to build it into a large company. Like today you have like multi-billion dollar companies doing exactly that, right? SMS API, like someone like Twilio is $20 billion market cap right now. So, uh, so I always knew we wanted to do something, you know, in the business, but I think less about, I always like to solve problems and look for business opportunities, right? I think that's where you should always be excited. If you can find those problems and solve inside a company, go ahead and do it. If it is not aligning with the company, come out and do it, right? Uh, Zoho had like what 70, 75 products. So there were enough problems to solve inside Zoho. That's why people never leave Zoho, right? But um, if something is not aligning, you come out and start. But I don't think it was that much of foresight that you want to be you want to be Zoho Mafia. I don't even think Zoho Mafia was a term back then. So <laughs> true. Yeah, that's amazing. And I was going through one of your uh, posts on LinkedIn as well, where uh, your dad talks about how Zoho is being the Google of India. That was right. very relatable. <laughs> So that's that's how we. So I come from the small town called Srirangam, um, here, so 350 kilometers from the Zoho office, and this is pretty much how we describe Zoho to anyone who doesn't understand. So, yeah, it was 2013, right? Like and like Marwadi dad, right? Like I mean, if I'm not joining a family business, that means you are a you are a shame in the family, right? Uh, so taking a job is like not a thing. Like no one ever. I think I'm the first graduate in my family. So, uh, so when I joined Zoho, I mean, my dad really had a hard time explaining, you know, what is Zoho? Like SaaS was not a thing. Uh, product companies was not a thing. And people used to ask, okay, why you're not joining like, you know, Microsoft was, I mean, and, and those days, you know, there used to be a lot of back office operations like TCS, Infosys, why you're not joining this? So always my dad came up with this thing like Zoho is like Google of India. They even have the same colors. They even have the same logo. So it was, it was like that for him. So, I think this whole move to Zoho was uh, something very uh, deliberate for you. Actually, reading, uh, uh, let me just paraphrase what I read about you. Feel free to correct. So, you had this pure envy for making, breaking things. <laughs> so, th- where was that convic- conviction coming from? So, in a lot of ways, you don't come off as uh, this typical uh, software engineer mold, right? be holed up in my room, spend 12, 14 hours a day coding and all that, or uh, correct me again wrong if you were actually that person. Uh, But I feel it was one of those transitions where you happen to, you know, uh, figure out that software is the next big thing. I'm not going to care whether I have a background in coding or not. I'm not going to care how much I know. I'm just going to do whatever it takes for me to make it here. I mean, pretty much you answered it yourself, right? If you think about, you know, that period, like five, six years back, if you want to succeed, uh, you know, in career, you know, people will choose certain professions, right? I mean, obviously, number one was finance, right? You end up joining some investment bank, you know, end up joining JP Morgan, any of these, you know, big banks who have offices in India, or you end up joining consulting, right? McKinsey, BCG, any of those. And third, you know, if you are lucky enough or you're smart enough to get into one of those fastest growing startups back in the days, Flipkart, Mintra, you, you start doing that. Uh, one thing was pretty evident was I, I studied mechanical engineering. I studied uh, thermal systems. I worked on designing small satellites. One thing was pretty evident that the fastest growing industry is going to be software. So there was a lot of natural momentum in the software industry, right? And I think ever since I've always tried to follow momentum because 
if you follow momentum at least you go up up the up the ladder no matter what right uh, and i think knowing coding you know i mean if you are an engineer you i mean i always used to do coding in matlab and this sort of programming languages i, I never did web development right so web development was new to me but once you are in the business you kind of learn you know what you need to learn right you have to like bring food to the table so you pick up whatever you need to pick up like my first job in zoho was actually product manager but uh, my boss was not in india on my first week he was in the us and he asked one of his subordinate to you know just look after me for a week right and the guy thought i am joined as a developer and the first week he gave me a developer task in zoho wow <laughs> right and you know it's it's funny and i was i mean i knew a little bit of web development but nothing to the compared to you know what zoho has like zoho right. is 95% a tech company right and it was like writing some sorting algorithm and i was like okay shit i think i signed up for the wrong job here <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know you pick it up right by the fourth fifth day you i showed some progress right and i think that's the best thing about the tech ecosystem right if you if you ask for help almost always you will get help so i think not knowing coding or knowing coding is some of this artificial constraints we create for ourselves the idea should always be on the on the price where do you want to go and start picking up skills which you need right that's that's amazing i can't imagine you know sitting in that young age if my boss gave me something that's totally unrelated i'd be like okay <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just it was pure miscommunication right and then when my boss actually came back from the us you know i was telling him this is what i'm doing and he was like hey why are you doing this you are hired as a pm <laughs> and i was like that's what i thought but you know this guy wants me to do this so i did it and he was like that's that's good you know and that's how I, I, that's how i actually ended up being liked by few developers because i could code right mm-hmm. and in the early days i think it really helps if you understand each and every aspect of building tech product so i mean if a carpenter is trying to build a chair you need to understand wood you need to understand how your sizzle is going to work you need to understand how polish is going to work mm-hmm. and that's how a chair comes into place right you can't just direct or okay, make a chair for me it doesn't work that way <laughs> right yeah that's that's true so i think there is always this uh, unsaid tension or friction between pms and engineers because pm says what to do but you know engineers they have a lot of constraints and everything and for engineers right. it's like a big dream in a lot of ways right hey it's the pm who can actually you know uh, do the dirty job himself so i'm a lot more comfortable uh, talking about the problem we are solving and things like right. that right it's it's empathy right like you understand more about what the life cycle of the product is going to be right so yeah uh, you spent like uh, close to 5 years at uh, zoho at, uh, and then i think that's when uh, you went on with uh, starting another one of your uh, ventures if i'm not mistaken just give me a rough timeline of what that was like and uh, tying that to um, until your time at ondek all right uh so Zoho Fibers was amazing, right? Like the best thing about Zoho is like we have businesses in like almost every country in the world. Like I think one seventy five countries maybe, right? So, uh, and because I was one of those, uh, you know, I was leading a low code development product. Back in the days, it wasn't even called low code. Uh, we used to make uh, a cloud based compiler, so you can you know write faster web applications using uh, Zoho Creator. That was my product. Uh, and you know some of our largest customers were like big names you know tesla was there universities us universities were using it right and my job was like to you know 
help team build the product, but also go and meet customers and understand their pain points, make sure the product is growing, right? A very uh, high touch relationship with customers. So I was like constantly on the road. Like, I mean, at one point I was like 150 days on the road. So I used to like spend most of my time in the US, in the London, in, in Zoho, Berlin, like just every places where Zoho had offices, I was spending my time there. So it just gives you a lot of exposure on what it is to build global businesses, right? And how different customers perceive a software product. For example, if you start selling software to like a very, you know, sophisticated engineering focused country like Germany, like bugs are a big no-no, right? They, ex they expect like a very high quality from your product. Uh, similarly, how US, different areas of US related software. So you kind of start seeing users for users. Uh, that was a great experience. Then I left Soho to start uh, essentially a small pilot, I would say, called, there's a company called Demand Work. Uh, what we did with Demand Work was, you know, so we knew that a big part of software was going to become local, but you still need developers to write local. So for example, today, if you're developing a website on Webflow, most probably if you're very smart, you can do it yourself, but you are looking for a Webflow designer who can do it for you. So demand work was a place for on-demand talent. We used to, you know, we used to say that it's on-demand software for on-demand talent. So that's how we started demand work. Uh, it was, it was pretty good run six months, right? Like, uh, definitely it was a very profitable business. What I didn't see was whether it could have been a VC scale business, right? If I were in my late thirties, I would have still continued demand work, but you know, I was in early twenties and I really wanted to build more. I wanted to build a VC scale business. So we dropped demand work and we pivoted to Oslash and Oslash was an internal tool, which was built in demand work, but people loved Oslash whenever we used to show that in demo. So that's how Oslash happened. Speaking about Oslash itself, so that's, uh kind of where I wanted to spend a lot of uh, time in this uh, chat. And uh, thank you for uh, sharing uh, the early access. So that's something I remember filling out the form, uh, yeah, at least a month or so ago. And uh, it's one of those things like, you know, uh, as a kid who ordered a toy, you're like you know, every day going out and seeing if uh, you know, toy <laughs> you. arrived on career. <laughs> and uh, so that, that so I was super excited and I actually uh, set up to see what the hype is all about. <laughs> so I think, uh, so we were chatting about this offline as well. So my first impression, and I think that's literally what I uh, texted one of my uh, good friends right before jumping on as well. So how do you describe uh, everything that you see with O slash? Uh, it's like, you know, Dollar Shave Club meets someone like Nick Mehta right so it's like the best of the b2b uh, storytelling plus what you're used to uh, seeing with uh, b2c In the marketing of yeah <laughs> so i was absolutely stumped by that video right uh, so just uh, walk me through like how o slash came to be so i i i read this very interesting story how uh, your co-founder sure his son came crying uh, from a Zoom session because he was in the wrong class. Yeah, but I, I'll probably let you tell the story. So it, I mean, it started, obviously, I mean, see the premise is very simple, right? Almost all your files today are links. So if you're working in any knowledge economy company, right? Any modern company today, you are probably sharing a lot of links, right? 
uh, you are accessing a lot of links. You are, you know, for example, I mean, you know, it's a Notion file, it's, it's a URL. Even a design file today is a Figma URL. So the, you know, the atomic unit of sharing today is a link, right? And links obviously are long, it's hard to recall, it's hard to share. You know, I mean, you can share it, but you know, you can never recall it. And sometimes you want to access and all these SaaS applications have just, you know, a lot of paths to go into something. For example, if you want to go and file your reimbursement, you have to go to your accounting software, go to your account, go to file a reimbursement and do it. And we thought, you no, know, let's create a shortcut to something, right? Like, so just create a shortcut to O slash reimbursement and then your reimbursement page opens. So it initially started as a hack, which we did in our Chrome browsers by writing some JavaScript application and people started loving it. And then it became a very small app, but the turning point was uh, Shoaib. Shoaib has a little one uh, who, you know, and at that time this was COVID, right? Like, so all the classes were online and he went to the wrong Zoom class and, you know, and like he was there for like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes and then he ended up crying. And they were like, hey, maybe you can just show slash this link. That way, at least, you know, your kid never has to go to a wrong Zoom class. And that was like sort of turning point for us, you know, that this has potential, not just for our company, but for every company. And then we also learned uh, over, over the months was a lot of good Silicon Valley companies also try to do this internally. So they had some internal tools, which used to do link redirection. So this was like one of those little secret of Silicon Valley, which everyone used, but no one talked about it. So that time we got more conviction that we have to build this into a product. That's how Oslash happened. And obviously early days, right, there's no one to look up to. You don't know where you're going. So there were a lot of iterations. There were a lot of opinionated design on this is how we're going to happen. You know, and Oslash is all about speed, right? Like it's a shortcut. It has to work very fast. So we had to build like engineering ground up that every time you create a shortcut, everyone in your workspace immediately gets it, right? So that sort of like engineering we had to do initially to scale this up and, uh, yeah, it's it's it is that it's been a good ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just gonna share the screen here, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people. Uh, I'm not sure how uh, deep we are into you know giving access to uh, people who have signed up. We are we are opening up access to as like more and more companies, but also individual users. Right. So uh, I think this going to be folks are going to be pretty thrilled. I know a lot of people you know who just want to get my uh, hands on the product. Uh, so as I was just telling telling earlier, uh, I just set up a few things and uh, it's mind boggling how easy it makes my life right away, right? So I can't recall a lot of applications having that aha moment, you know, it hits you in less than 30 seconds. And of course, oh, thank you. <laughs> superhuman uh, or something like Notion here, uh, they are obvious examples, but it's been a while since we saw an application that can do that. That's what uh, you know, made, I absolutely love about O slash. So uh, obviously I have a lot of links that I you know keep on to revisiting or keep sharing with people. And it's usually like two, three different takes, right? So like, as you can see, I've just set up a bunch here and uh, it's literally taking me like, I think we could do here, right? So I think it's, I hope people don't think that this is like a paid promotion or something. It's just something that I really like, uh, love the product. Uh, that Okay, so this is just one of the tweets that uh, Sriram K 
tweeted a while back and uh, it's my go to anytime you know <laughs> i talk to people or you know i should probably nft this or something and usually how i used to do this is you know you go to twitter advanced search you know from chris bot or from sriram k mentioning yeah. chris bot it takes me like 3 minutes to get this set up the alternative is you know you have this link in your whatsapp notes or something and then you share to someone but it's you know jumping between applications has never been you know is here so mjf youtube so so the thing is you don't even need to type that you can just type o slash tap and you will be able to search your results directly into your browser i that's another hack that i'm learning so that's o slash slash tab right no just type the button tab doesn't feel so good getting into are you into wrestling by chance no not so much. <laughs> okay so, so you can just type o slash and the button tab like uh, yeah uh, and if you type anything you start seeing the results just type shriram and you start seeing the results directly makes sense yeah So you don't even need to like you know you can just click and remember the, even the short links yeah right? yeah yeah this this is super useful right obviously it goes without saying i feel <laughs> why am i explaining that to you so my question is like something this ridiculously simple on the front end uh the simpler it is on the front end uh, the notion is it's a lot more complex building out from the back right so what are some things that go into in terms of infrastructure or maybe uh, talk little bit technical but more from a product building perspective uh, that goes into you know, basically me seeing this on the screen yeah absolutely so i mean the thing about oslash you know i always say this to the team that we are in the business of selling speed right um, so it has to work extremely fast right so once you create oslash it has to follow up everywhere in fact one of the thing in our roadmap is we are going to launch mobile phone we are going to launch slack we are going to launch you know oslash uh, on your native that is spotlight and all of this application so what we are trying to build here is first we are trying to create a notion of workspace right that means if you and me are in one workspace all of us can use oslash and share oslash and that is where oslash is most powerful it is powerful as a single productivity application but once you are inside a company right it is just extremely powerful you can type oslash finance and access your finance file you can type oslash zoom and or all hands and you know open your zoom meeting like that right uh, like our own company everything is in oslash i think a big part of engineering is how do you capture a quick link and make sure those links are very secure right and that is where oslash is doing you know most of the engineering work but as an engineering team we are very small and we try to keep up like keep releasing new stuff almost every uh, like other week right i'll say uh and the reason it is by design is so all of us can have context on what's happening in the product right we are measuring each and every interaction which users are trying to do so that we can improve that experience right so yeah that that is it and like my co-founder shoaib is brilliant in uh you know building things with an amazing speed into it right and he has a very peculiar notion of building engineering teams where you know we have this concept of dri which is directly responsible individual so engineers are almost like product managers of their feature so yeah that is on a i'll say like on a bird eye view of how product is built in oslash right uh, so that's you know how things go from your end and obviously the campaign uh, 
how much of the intention was for this to you know become viral and have this word of mouth effect uh, very similar to how uh, superhuman does right or is it something that you realize that people you know you shared it with someone and they ended up saying it to two more people and then you ended up uh, building this into your marketing strategy itself the thing about oslash is right is new and the very time you use it you were like okay why didn't i think about this right uh the very i mean when you start using oslash like yeah this should have been done you know years back right uh but the thing is you still see i think a lot of founders or people who are building great products make this mistake that just a product can sell a product can in most cases grow by itself but you still need you know a good campaign around it right so i think what went well with our video campaign was that a lot of people related to it because they have worked in companies where they have gone through this problems right and they have tried accessing multiple links in multiple files so they related to it i think this is what worked for us in creating those viral effect right and you know we didn't do much right like we i mean obviously we we don't like we worked with the firm in making the script we uh you know were involved in choosing the actors all of that was there but when it came out like we were sure that you know this is a lot of users will relate to it and this is how storytelling is right like whether you are a founder you're you know you're running a podcast storytelling is storytelling you know it is the most important thing today in the business world so that video was our attempt in storytelling for masses we always used to tell this is a this is a story in private conversation why oslash is important but that video just made it like very scalable right so and i think even with the website and the branding you know the biggest brand value of oslash is its name itself like oslash is the product oslash i mean and the product is the name right right so it's difficult to us it's for you to land on that name to to land on oslash name yeah or oh, we thought man that was like probably the hardest thing i've done like it took us 3 months to figure out what are we going to name this product because you know we were very sure that what are we going to name it has i mean you can't do like you know there was like some engineering constraints right you can't do colon you can't do like you can't do space you have to do slash so if it slash what letters you do you can't do r slash you can't do go slash because google already had a product internally called golink so you know you had to come up with something like okay o slash and then you had to make sure the trademark is there the domain name is there the seo you know you can take over the seos of the product it was it was a task right right so but i knew that this is extremely important to get the product right right like o slash the name the company all of that has to because that's what we are selling we are selling how to convert a link to o slash if you can't own o slash then there is no product so who are like some of the companies that uh, you take active inspiration from so clearly you have settled on a strategy that this is how i'm going to go to market and uh, what are some of the examples that you want to right. emulate in a way i think uh, there are three companies i look up to the most right and i mean they are software companies because actually there are three software companies and there's one company i look up to the most which i've been looking up ever since like you know i've been 19 year old uh so the three software companies which i use the most today is definitely i mean i look up to notion and you know the i mean akshay from notion is also an investor in oslash 
I look up to Figma because the way they have designed, the way they are changing design, right? Uh, like I actively use Figma almost two to three hours in a day. So for me, like, you know, and I use Notion almost an hour a day. So, and the third product, which is upcoming, but very popular in developer circles is a product called Linear, which is a ticketing system. So, I mean, six years of my life, I've spent either writing PRDs, designing <laughs> or creating tickets. So these are the three parts I look up to the most. Uh, and the fourth, which is not a software company, but I really like just the craftsmanship. Is I actually am very inspired from the way Japanese companies built products, right? Like, and they don't think in terms of years, they think in terms of decades, right? And, uh, you know, that's, there's a reason that some of the most sophisticated cameras are built in Japan, right? Some of the most sophisticated measuring equipments are built in Japan. Uh, but a company which I love the most is, uh, uh, this, this is a product called Grand Seiko, which is under the Seiko Watch Corporation, right? Uh, and they make they make uh, automatic watches, right? I mean, all the automatic watches as such, obviously is a more like a jewelry. It's a collectible item. You don't need a watch per se. But Grand Seco has been just able to innovate in the watchmaking to an extreme perfection. No matter what they do, they try to do it with perfection. And I think that should inspire us all, right? If in India, you're trying to build good product companies, you have to aim for perfection. Uh, I mean, the they have this collection called Spring Drive, which is just, I mean, if you know anything about watches, it's just probably the most amazing technology powering the watches. And, you know, it. they say that, you know, you buy a Rolex to impress others, but you buy a Grand Seiko to impress yourself and the watch can run for hundred years. Uh, so yeah, these are a few companies I love the most. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm very glad that you brought up Notion as well. So I literally, I think everything that I have about you as research or every email I write, it's all, it all sits inside Notion, right? Uh, so Yeah, it's a phenomenal product. In, in a lot of ways, um, I can draw parallels between uh, Notion and O-Slash itself, uh, wherein it's extremely useful for that one person, you know, who has their own side projects or who basically wants to be organized. At the same time, you're also selling to large companies and team members, right? Uh, so what is, what is your uh, ICP like in that aspect? Maybe if it's not too early, if you can touch upon how you think about pricing down the road, that would be helpful. Right. Uh, so the thing about Notion and Oslash is, uh, you know, a user can use it yourself, but you know, if more users start using it, it just becomes much better. Right. So we call this segment of, you know, at least people in the industry call this prosumer business, where you have professionals like you who are using software to do their daily work, right? And you're using that software in your personal life, but you're also trying to bring it to your business life, right? Uh, so on that note, you know, the personal plan for Oslash, you know, we have a commitment that will always keep it free, no matter what. So that again is inspired from Notion where if you're a single user, you're trying to use Oslash forever, it's free, you know, feel free to use it as much as you want, right? If you are taking it to the business, we have a team plan, right? Where we are trying to introduce a team pricing plan. It's in work, it's gonna come out in January. Uh, and we are also introducing more new features into the product, which will help you search a lot of things uh, together in, in Oslash itself. The way we are thinking about go-to-market is, you know, we believe that a lot of our users will start personally signing up themselves, and then they will start seeing value in inviting their teammates. And 
uh, as they invite their teammates, you know, they will move to the paid plans right? because they will just get more value out of the paid plans and the, the features which we are introducing in the paid plans. Yeah, that's pretty much the, you know, the strategy to slowly enter large companies. But we believe that, you know, a company all the way from a three-man early developer company all the way till JP Morgan can use OSLASH because they are using links, they are sharing links and, you know, everyone wants to be productive. Yeah, I think it's one of those details that's in a way built in the problem you're solving itself. Right. Bigger the company is more the links and, uh, and right. more the need for a tool like OSLASH. That's beautiful. Um, so, uh, of course, so Notion, uh, like you just mentioned, they go uh, beyond just being this company that you look up to. Um, Akshay uh, is also an investor in O slash. And so are a lot of other phenomenal names that you would, uh, you know, uh, see about in daily basis. Uh, so I think that was one of the other uh, tracks that people were trying to keep tabs of. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, even you were um, tweeting about how, uh, you know, you'll put out a playbook uh, about how you went about um, selling this O slash vision to people. Right. Uh, I mean, today, right, uh, I think angel investors are a pretty important part of an early stage company, right? And they can help you with direction. They can help you with hiring. They can help you with validation. They can help you with production. Uh and today, if you're building a company, it is extremely important to have a good set of angel investors in your business. You want to have access to the right investors. You want to, I mean, today, if you look at, you know, the global scenario of, you know, who are the angels out there, right? Uh, I wanted to make sure that there are relevant angels, people who uh, are in the similar line of business, right? Who have built similar kind of products advising us. So we ended up reaching out to them and they related to the problem, right? Like a lot of I mean, the good thing about Oslash was every time a user signed up for the product within 10, 15 minutes, they wanted us to invest in us, right? So it was, it was, that was good, right? And as you said, the aha moment comes in like probably 10 seconds, right? You immediately get it. So I think that was uh, pretty helpful, you know, and we got a great set of early users. I think moving further, what happened was, you know, I think Silicon Valley is a network of network. Similarly, when you start getting few good people, they tell their friends about this product and they start using it um, and they start investing in Oslash. So that's how we ended up getting a lot of good angels. Right. Uh, so uh, one of the uh, things that I wanted to uh, ask before we moved on to something that I call a random deck case, uh, I think this one is on your LinkedIn, right? Oslash is building a modern platform for growing. Uh, I just wanted to understand, is there a deliberate messaging in that? So usually at this earlier stage, you don't really go beyond, you know, O slash is a product and or say O slash is a platform. So O slash is building a platform uh, sounded to me like uh, it's just like whatever right. you do today is just the foundation. Uh, or, or am I just reading way too much into something? No, no, absolutely. No, you're right. It is a foundation because, you know, with OSTASH, we, we are right how you open files inside the company, right? So today with OSTASH, you are opening links the way you want. Tomorrow you can open your tickets. Third day you can open your sales CRMs. Fourth day you can open your calendar events. So that is just the beginning of what we are doing. So hence the over index on platforms. Uh, I have a tendency to go a little bit overboard with, 
you know, trying to read between the lines. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. But it's good in this case, it worked out. Uh, so just paint me a rough picture. Uh, I'll probably wrap up with this before we hit to random deck. Uh, paint me a picture of, you know, what is to come for, you know, say the next 12 months. You are currently, uh, you know, uh, invite only, you're still in that early access beta mode. So, where so we're you... going to make the product open. That's the first step, right? Uh, moving to our social slash. The second thing is uh, we are introducing a lot more uh, search related features into the product. So you'll be able to search all your links, whether they are O slash or not directly into O slash, right? And then O slash is also opening up integrations where, you know, you can open your tickets, you can open your repos, like as an engineer, you can just open any file or any system of relevant with one shortcut, right? So that's the roadmap for O slash right now. Right. Uh, so in terms of, uh, you know, uh, let's say roughly um, we are in like, December uh, of 2021. So where exactly do you want to be in a year's time? Right. So uh, I would obviously we have a lot, lot in plans, right? I will, you know, there's a lot of internal goals and timelines which you have planned for the next year. Uh, the goal is to make sure that OSLash is in more, uh, you know, in more hands in every browser, right? Uh, of every tech company, which we admire. Right? They are using our product, they're giving us feedback. So the broader goal is that, and then it obviously, you know, we'll be updating every quarterly when we are releasing new products. So <laughs> cool. I'll check out the <laughs> product updates then. Uh, yes, well, I think uh, with that we'll jump into uh, the last leg of the uh, podcast, which I like to call as random deck, uh, which is basically shorter, faster questions that's got uh, nothing to do with uh, O slash or uh, your journey as a founder but more like, you know, Ankit, the human being. So here goes the first one. What is an absolute non-negotiable for you in life? Integrity. Uh, what is your favorite word in English? Patience. What is an advice that you would have given your 17-year-old self? I think that's the advice I've heard from my ex-CEO, Sridhar, is, uh, you know, happiness is reality minus expectation. Right? And that's what he always keeps saying that, you know, you should... Try to be grounded in reality, not not to reduce your expectation in life in general, but always be grounded in reality, and that will lead to more happiness. What is a good habit that you are trying to work into your life right now? Well, I've been doing it and trying to do it even more as I try to, you know, do this vipassana, which I've been practicing for three years now. Right, it's probably one of the best investment I've made uh, into myself, and just helps you go through the daily ups and downs of your life. Uh, I think you actually have a mini tweet storm on this. What is a book that you have gifted the most or you'd like to gift the most? Well, the book I've gifted the most, uh, I mean, lately is uh, Meditation in Plain English, right? It is, uh, I've tweeted about this also a lot. It's one of the best introduction to meditation I can give it to someone, right? The book I have, well, not recently, but has gifted the most is it's a book uh, called Goal, which is a book on just business management. Right. It's by Goldart, who is one of the best management consultants. And, you know, uh, it's a book about how do you eliminate bottlenecks and how you focus on the goal of the company. That is probably one of my favorite books I've gifted the most. So who has been the biggest inspiration uh, in a lot of things you do, but you have never really admitted to? <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm very uh, inspired by filmmaking, right? Uh, so recently, someone who's been a big inspiration for me is 
I never met him and I've obviously just heard about him, right? Uh, in terms of just building products, I really admire, you know, Vidu Vinod Chopra, right? Who is, uh, you know, he's a producer behind, you know, Munna Bhai, Three Idiots, some of his iconic Hindi movies, right? And the thing is, you know, anytime I watched some of these movies, I was like, how did they come up with such a script? How did they come up with such, such, you know, delightful experience, right? And, you know, they, they should be saying inside Zoho when I was in Zoho that software business is very much like movie business, right? You spend three years trying to make something and you never know it's going to work or not. Uh, I mean, there are checks and validation today, but it takes time. You know, you never know. Like Zoho had like 75 products, you know, like handful of them succeeded beyond expectation. So, and that's the same thing with movies, right? Like you keep making, but if you look at a studio performance, only three to four movies will be give like outsized returns. But somehow this guy has been able to like, launch blockbuster back to back and right and you know he only works with one director or one writer and how the dynamics come together right and i think that is very much like software a good software is like making a movie right you are doing a lot of things every day you need professionals for two things you need a lot of good design sense you need to understand how users are going to respond to this so that's there, but uh, overall, I think a big part of my life goal is like, definitely my dad, you know, he's been a very successful businessman and I always look up to him. I, yeah, you, you should probably write a blog post. Uh, I love this analogy, you know, comparing software with movie. Yeah, there. Uh, I think I should, I will. <laughs> okay, uh, next one. So what is the hill that you're willing to die on? I know I don't have usually that strong views where I want to die on something, right? <laughs> I mean, so I, you know, I, I, I try to have opinions which are loosely held, which I, I like to be challenged, right? But uh, I don't think, you know, it's worth dying on anything because, you know, you're not just living for yourself, you're also living for others, right? Like, so I don't think anything is worth dying on right? because <laughs> the thing which you might be thinking is worth dying on might be nothing for your mom, your sister, your parents, right? So try to live for others, maybe try not to be so selfish. <laughs> That's uh, lovely. So I, I can finally see that, uh, you know, meditation flavor coming in. <laughs> so you, you, no, I mean, just, <laughs> right. Just a general thing, right. I think live for others. Right? So it's, it's, it's so it's, I don't know. I find this weird that, you know, you do meditation and uh, I can see a piano right behind this, you know, all of, uh, you know, everything that's supposed to be, you know, calm and, you know, soothing and everything that you do with O slash on the marketing front is the exact opposite of that, right? It's all explosive. I'm not able to picture how you bring, is it like, like a mask thing with Jim Carrey where you put this wooden thing on and uh, you change into this, you know, really extroverty campaigns guy or... No, see, I think... You know, here's the thing. People say meditation, you know, it, it makes you calm, but I think meditation is more about reflection. So you can be extremely, you know, outgoing, energetic, you know, trying to get there, right? Like I just get a lot of energy from talking to people, meeting people, talking to users, customers. Like that was my job in Soho mostly. So I don't think meditation has anything to do with that. And meditation is more about just trying to accept things as it is. And the other part of my personality is I'm very outgoing. I like to be with people. I like to, like, I hated remote job, right? So like, I like to be around people. So, you know, 
I think this one thing where people always say meditation will make you calm, but yeah, but you know, it's it's less about just knowing yourself, right? I know that this is what I like, and in terms of marketing of Oslash, I think a big part of marketing should always be authentic. So everything we try to do with Oslash is that this is what we believe on, right? This is we really believe this is the future of things. We really believe that this is how it will solve your life, and that reality, like you know, we have been using Oslash. I mean, obviously we eat our own dog food. So we've been using it probably more than most of our users because we've been using it for the last three to four months. And we have changed how we ourselves use the product. So the marketing came from there. In fact, the firm who designed the video, like they were using Oslash for one month. So they were able to relate to that. So meditation just helps you make you grounded, right? Uh, I don't think the personality changes, right? Like the, I'm still like a very outgoing person. It just makes you help you grounded. right yeah that that's beautiful that's probably a misconception i'm not sure if it that was just me and uh, finally i remember asking the same to ultra humans mohit again you know a lot of similarities uh, in terms of how right. the response was uh, for the product right so when i had mohit on the podcast a few weeks ago uh, he was talking about you know uh, how meditation just helps you uh, stay grounded and uh, you know more of yourself it's got nothing to do with what i do yeah, yeah absolutely i mean ultra human is a as much marketing out their product right but uh, i mean mohit is like an extremely calm person when you meet him right uh, so uh, now that you have been on the podcast and you know what to expect and how it's like um, who is someone in your network uh, maybe perhaps another founder that uh, you'd like to nominate for the tekre club right i think a founder which i have you know one of the thing which i've always wanted in india is you know we should try to solve more local problems like i am i am not doing it but i think we should try to solve more local problems right for example india has its own set of problems right like you know we have agriculture you know we have you know electric vehicles which can like two wheelers is the second largest market in the world you know we can and companies are solving this right in bits and pieces the founder i really admire is uh, uh, neetu yadav she runs this company called animal which is trying to create a marketplace for you know uh like animal trading in india right and and animal trading in india is the largest trading for example like like in rajasthan and all you have this pushkar melas and you know you have big animal trading which happens uh so they are trying to build an app around that uh which is extremely successful they are growing leaps and bounds and we should definitely speak to her i think it oh. india should know her story right yeah i'll definitely check this out so for the last question so um if there were to be a billboard in every town in the world and uh, you get to decide what goes on in that billboard what message would you like for to be shared uh, that is not you know obvious uh, promotions to any of you or your work there was a billboard i would say you know happiness is reality minus expectation right i think that is the core message which i try to drive in every you know that be very grounded in reality i think a lot of our problems which we come across is very self induced right we don't we just start creating problems and it's easy to say right i mean i do it myself but i'm just going out and making a very bold statement that we should do it but like i'm a victim myself right uh, but i think it just helps and i i picked this from shridhar at zoho and like everywhere i go in fact you know my friends have started recoding me saying that you know ankit is going to say happiness is reality minus expectation so uh yeah that's something i like to put it out everywhere right that's that's such a beautiful note to end this conversation and thank you once again for taking the time 
and uh, likewise I'm really going to look forward to what oslash has in store and i'm going to be uh, a champion for the cause <laughs> you know promoting awesome. wherever i can thank you krishna it was a pleasure speaking to you hey there so that traps up a conversation that i absolutely enjoyed recording and i hope you did too if that's the case kindly consider leaving a rating on apple podcast which will help the takeaway club find new like minded people like you also consider subscribing to the takeaway club so we are at the takeaway dot club as well as the takeaway club dot substack dot com just hit the subscribe button it's free and uh, you'll get all the latest episodes and other articles that i'm working on straight to your inbox have a great day ahead thank you once again for tuning in to the takeaway club